Hey sis, it's the summer and that means more cookouts, date nights, girls trips, and overall enjoyment. What that does not mean is that we should slack on our nutritional needs, gut health, and supporting our immune systems. That's why we need to keep our physical wellness as much a priority as our social wellness by taking one scoop of Athletic Greens every day. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in our diets, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. Listen, I used to take a handful of supplements and I am no longer about that life because who has the time? And it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting our immune system during these times. And they're offering a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you simply visit www.athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. So basically, you'll never have to buy vitamin D again. I don't care how much sun you get, you always have to supplement your vitamin D. So to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. I am your host, Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. How are you doing, sis? How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? I'm well, you know, trying my best to lay low and keep this slower pace of life going. My little man is gearing up to go back and to in-person learning this fall. So I've been trying to save the long days we have together as the summer winds down. And and I'm also trying to keep my anxiety at bay as the news of yet another public health emergency comes closer and closer to home. There have been um, some confirmed cases of the monkeypox. I don't even want to say that word out loud. I just... Oh, <laughs> here in North Carolina, and I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't on my mind heavily. And once again, I'm disappointed with how it was publicly handled by being labeled an STI affecting only men who have sex with men. That is certainly not the case. And we now know that it's transmitted via close contact with an infected person or animal or with material contaminated with the virus. So that could be from person to person by close contact with the lesions, bodily fluids, respiratory droplets, and contaminated materials such as bedding. Like, ugh. <sighs> so I say all that to say that if you stopped wearing your mask, carrying your hand sanitizer, or being vigilant about hand hygiene in the places that you frequent, please start back up. Let's just get back to our, our what we've been doing, right? Um, but yeah, so that's been on my mind heavily and I just wanted to like quickly touch base on that because I'm still seeing some misinformation online and I just don't want us to get caught up. So with that said, let me go ahead and stop, step off my soapbox and get into today's episode. So today's episode came at the right time for me. My conversation with Lindsay Fauntleroy 
um, really hit home and was just so timely because we talked about some things I've been exploring in my own personal life. To be honest with you, I've been deeply trying to reconnect with my spirituality after pausing to reassess things that I've learned when I was very religious. And a lot of the hangups that I, and the things that I'm still working through are a result of flawed ideology and Christianity through the lens of white supremacy and colonialism. And I still have to say that in my journey is one of honesty. Um, honesty first with myself about my deepest fears and desires and then with my creator about the ways in which I've sometimes felt abandoned. And I say that to say that my conversation with Lindsay was illuminating and that it reminded me that God provides so many tools for our healing, growth, and overall journey. It's just a matter of opening up our eyes to see all that is around us. For me, um, my spiritual life is really an important piece of my wellness, and I realized that I was struggling with some things I didn't know what to do um, to feel good and to feel truly whole, and I had to reevaluate some things and reassess some things and sit with myself and, and ask myself hard questions, uncomfortable questions um, about where I was. So... Um, I say all that to say that this isn't a quote religious podcast, but I do believe that we as individuals have, we are hardwired as spiritual beings. I do believe we all come from our creator and that is just a part of us. How that plays out in our lives may vary, but we all have that piece of us. So and I'll tell you what really made me start to think about, um, go really deep about who I am. And it sounds so crazy, but I was watching TikTok. I love me some TikTok. And I came upon this video where the girl was like, um, Libras are liars. Like she was talking about all different um, zodiacs. And she came upon Libras. And she's like, Libras are liars. And I was like, Libras are liars? I'm First of all, I'm a Libra, if you don't know. <laughs> I'm a Libra. And the truth is really, really important to me. Um, I would rather get my feelings hurt and be told the truth than to be flattered and to be lied to. So when she said Libras are liars, for some reason that just stuck with me. And because she was like, I'm a Libra and I'm telling you we're liars. I'm just like, why Why did that bother me so much? It bothered me so much that I actually went to um, the therapist. <laughs> I told my therapist about it and she's just like, girl, like she's probably so sick of me. Shout out to my therapist. But yeah, I had to think about lying. And I was like, I don't lie to people. I'd rather be quiet than lie, or I'm just always frank. It, it, it usually gets me in trouble by being honest. Um, so I'm just like, in what ways am I a liar? Because I was looking at the comments, and all the comments were just like, yeah, Libras are liars. And I'm just like, what? So anyway, I sat with myself for a minute, and I realized that it's not that I had been lying to those around me. I had been lying to myself a lot, like chronically, habitually lying to myself. So much so that I really had to ask myself, what do I really want? And not correct my thoughts into the, what I thought is appropriate to want. Does that make sense? I'm the type of person that even my thoughts have to be, quote, correct. So in sitting with that and realizing that I had not been honest with myself, I realized that if I'm not honest with myself 100%, there's no way that I could be honest with anybody else. And even though my intention is to be transparent with those around me, it first starts at home. And in that, I had to sit with like the, um, the hurt that I had endured um, 
I guess in my spiritual life. And also, I just was not honest with my God about the ways that I've felt hurt. I have felt um, neglected, like I was not his or her favorite, their favorite, um, all of those things. Anyway, so the conversation that I had with her was just really, really helpful. While it wasn't fully a spiritual conversation that just dealt on that, that just really stuck with me even after I hung up the call with her. I just really thought about some of the things that she mentioned and it just was so timely and I'm so grateful that we had this conversation. So before we get into the conversation, let me tell you about Lindsay. So Lindsay is a licensed acupuncturist and the founder of The Spirit Seed, a school that offers personal and professional development courses that are rooted in ancestral understanding of health, humanity, nature, and the cosmos. Lindsay Fotlerite is a certified instructor for the National Certification Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine, as well as a facilitator of the Flower Essence Society's Global Practitioner Certification Program. Her approach to soul medicine emerged through over 15 years of clinical practice, doctoral studies of indigenous and African diasporic psychology, and her commitment to community wellness. Lindsay's line of the five element flower essence remedies, the essentials is available nationally and internationally. So let's get into this conversation. Before we do, let's take a moment and leave a five-star rating and review on whatever app you are listening on. It doesn't cost you a thing, but it's so helpful for show growth. And as a reminder, Be Well Sis is still crowdfunding, so contribute to a Black-owned business during National Black Business Month. Head over to www.ifunwomen.com slash projects slash B-B-E dash well, so W-E-L-L dash S-I-S. Again, www.ifunwomen.com backslash projects backslash B-E dash W-E-L-L dash S-I-S. The link is also one click away in the show notes so you don't so you can contribute while you are listening. All right, so let's hop into the conversation. As always, thank you so, so much for joining. I am so glad you're here. Be well, sis. All right, so today I have Lindsay Faulkneroy with us. She is an educator, acupuncturist, author, um, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully well, beyond excited to be here with you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. So, so happy to have you. I just want to jump into a couple of things. Firstly, how did you enter the field of acupuncture? Because I feel like we traditionally aren't there. So yeah, it's such a great question. And I tell the, I like to tell folks that the way that I got started in acupuncture was through my own healing journey. When I was in my early 20s, I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure, which basically means you can't have children without a donor egg. Um, Mm -hmm. And I went to so many doctors and they all said the same thing. They were like, nope, it's not happening. It's impossible. And I was really devastated because I wanted to have a big family. And I was young. I'm I'm 20, 22. And so um, in that process, a friend of mine introduced me to flower essences, which are holistic remedies that help you get out of your own way in terms of your thoughts and your emotions and also to acupuncture. And so I was working with a spiritual organization. They were doing uh, Qigong exercises, uh, movement exercises for emotional balance. And then I started working with an acupuncturist and I didn't just feel my body change. My body, it took me almost two years to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that time, there was just so much healing in my heart space. 
um, in my relationships and just my sense of all rightness in Mm -hmm. the world, you know, and I got to a point where it was like, you know, I might not be able to have kids, but I'm still okay. I'm still exactly where I'm supposed to be and in alignment with my life. And so I was hooked. You know, I started learning everything I could learn about acupuncture, reading all the books. (laughs) And then at a certain point, I was like, well, if I'm gonna read all these textbooks, I need to go ahead and go back to school. And so then that's when I started uh, applying to acupuncture schools and and decided to take it on as a career. And in that process, I saw that um, I was doing research and I saw that uh, Black women were the least likely to access alternative care. Yeah. But we have the highest rate of some of the illnesses that can be supported by acupuncture. Yeah. So the symptoms of diabetes, the symptoms of asthma, the symptoms of heart disease, the reproductive fertility, all this stuff is stuff that acupuncture supports, but we weren't getting it. Yeah. We weren't getting acupuncture. So it really just made me want to uh, transition into doing this as my life work and, and getting this healing out there because it's so powerful and effective. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and I, as you were talking, I was thinking about how we traditionally don't seek um, alternative treatments like acupuncture because one of the reasons, because we don't see ourselves there. Yes. So we are like default thought is well that's not for black people right yes and I think it's because of like our history of trauma of being purposely excluded from places that if Mm. we don't see us it's like well that's not for us that's not for me so I'm so happy to see that um we are not only seeking treatment there but we're also becoming the practitioners there so I, I love that so much so so much when I uh my book is coming out and one of the things that I was really really at adamant about and really fought for in the book was to have the illustrations of the yoga poses of the acupuncture meridians on black and brown women it is the thing that I am the most proud of we got these women with these gorgeous afros and these locks and these bantu knots and I just it's exactly like you said it's like we have to see ourselves in it in order to trust it And, you know, there is a history, unfortunately, in this country of Black folks not being treated well by the medical industry. Like, that's just real. Um, So that those stigmas and that disconnect and that distrust is is real. And um, the more that we can see ourselves in the medicine is, you know, the more we'll access it. And, And also that so much of the philosophy of acupuncture comes out of Black and Indigenous philosophy, mm. you know, so that's something that's a bit of a reclaiming in terms of a worldview that we've been disconnected from, Yeah, but is our birthright if we really think about it. Oh, that's powerful. Our birthright. Ooh. Healing is our birthright. Song. Healing. Yes. Our wholeness is our birthright. Our magic is our birthright. Yes. Yes. Let's just go on and get it. Right. Right. And one thing that I, I always say is that I love how we like our generation is really coming back to our roots Mm -hmm. um like we're seeking different treatments um we're seeking knowledge on how to get come back home you know Mm -hmm. um and to reclaim things that were originally ours and i'm excited i I love it i can't wait to see your book to see us in all of our glory yes oh i love how colorful the color (laughs) thank you one more time hold it up up. yes (laughs) i love it I love it so much. So let's go ahead and actually, before we dive in, I'm curious as to, you said in your twenties, you were, um, you were diagnosed, right? Mm-hmm. 
So were you actively trying to conceive or was it like an incidental finding? No, it was, I was going all out. It was, you know, I would almost say it was like a full-time job trying to get pregnant for those two years. I, you know, was doing every yoga thing I could find. I was taking every flower essence. I was, you know, seeing herbalists. I was seeing spiritualists. I was doing prayer. I was doing meditation. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I got pregnant and it was like, okay, this is it. And then I had a miscarriage. Oh. So it was devastating, you know, to yeah. be in that process for so long and then to lose, uh, to lose the pregnancy. And that's where I, you know, this, this idea of soul medicine, when I talk about a soul medicine, it's like, you know, there's the medicine that you can have that is going to make sure your body is okay. Mm-hmm. But when your heart is broken, you need something mm-hmm. else. And so that's where this medicine comes in. And so, you know, what do we do for our broken hearts? What do we do for the part of ourself that is destined for greatness? You know, mm-hmm. how do we put some medicine on that? Mm-hmm. And um, how do we work in those places in between our body and our spirit? Mm. You know, everyone has our, we all have our own religious orientations and practices. I don't mm. know for myself that has shifted over years. Same. You know, I've <laughs> tried different things. I've done different things. Um, and our physical bodies, you know, we kind of know what to do. But it's that in-between space that I'm really interested in, that that space that borders on psychology that that borders on you know emotional well-being and how do we really get at those places for our for our wholeness Mm, I I love the the that word wholeness one of my gripes of western medicine is that there's like hyper focus on like the disease right but not the whole human who's experiencing this and Mm -hmm. and I like that you mentioned the the soul medicine about how I think a lot of us are navigating heartbreak or we have at some point as a part of life. Right. And I don't think we necessarily like heal it all the Mm -hmm. way. Some of us do like really go all in into like the whole, our holistic wellness. A lot of times we just put band-aids and patches on it and we never fully heal. And we're just like wounded and it manifests in different ways. Right. And it's, you know, it's similar to trauma. You know, a lot of us have traumas that we're holding and our bodies are kind and compassionate and will just hold all of that for us so that we don't have to deal with it. But then when we start the healing process and we start awakening the stuff that we've been storing in our bodies, storing in our wombs, you know, then it's, it's where this medicine really comes in and says, okay, this happened 10 years ago, two years ago, last week, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do with that, with mm-hmm. that pain? Um, the system is, the five element system is really beautiful because it deals with these emotional currents. Mm-hmm. And instead of teaching us to stuff our emotions down or to try to strive to be happy all the time, which is absolutely not realistic as right. a human being <laughs> on this planet, let's be real. It gives a place for each emotion of the human experience and how do we move through that emotion and use it in the service of our life and in the service of our best life, in fact. Mm, Yes. In a very crowded beauty market, Black women continue to struggle to find products and resources that fit their unique skincare needs. Black skin is different. Our melanocytes, which are melanin-producing cells, are larger and easier to trigger. That means as Black women, we are only one pimple away from hyperpigmentation. 
Bold and simplifies the beauty experience by making products that work well on black skin. They'll help you establish and turn your beauty routine into a habit. The result is beautiful skin that seems effortless. Shop Bolden on their website at boldenusa.com, Amazon, or Walmart. So, so let's talk about it. So what are the five elements? <laughs> so the five elements of the system are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. Mm. And the best way that I can describe them, and what I love about this system is that it's so simple and complex at the same time. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, you don't have to learn a whole bunch of stuff. You just have to call in what you already know Mm -hmm. about the natural world. And so the water element is the seed. And that relates to when we're feeling introverted, introspective, Mm -hmm. when we're doing that kind of inner work and we're kind of in our own space. And it's where we're, it's it's called the beginning before the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's like that seed of something that you're not ready to share quite yet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that very sacred space. And then coming out of the water element, we have the wood element, which is the sprout. And that sprout, I like to envision this like little sprout that's like pushing towards the sun and is just going to go for it. And so the wood element represents the part of our psyche that is unapologetic, Mm -hmm. that knows how to take a stand, that knows how to be our best self, that knows how to be like confident and assertive and boundaried in going after what is ours, what is destined for us. Coming out of the wood element and the sprout, we have the flower Mm-hmm. And the flower represents the, the fire element and our ability to radiate and shine and attract things to us and be magnetic. You know, when mm-hmm. you see a beautiful flower and you're just kind of drawn to it mm-hmm. and its beauty and its magnetism, that's that part of ourselves that is joyful and magnetic. And then, so we have the seed, we have the sprout, which is the wood, we have the blossom, which is the fire, and then we have the fruit, which mm-hmm. is the earth element. And just like our food, the earth element is the capacity of ourself that knows how to nurture life, mm-hmm. how to take care of our bodies, how to take care of the people that we love, how to be giving, how to be in community and in family with one another. And then last, we come to the metal element, which is the release and the compost when that mm-hmm. apple falls to the ground and starts to rot. And that is the aspect of ourself that lets go of the physical in favor of the spirit Mm. and so it's uh associated with death but it's also associated with grief and anytime we have to let go of something that is served its time whether it's a relationship whether it's a job whether it's a habit you know when it's time to let it go and let it transform into something else that's the metal element that then turns that rotten apple into a seed and then that cycle of life Mm. uh, continues again and we see that metaphor just in our own psychological makeup yeah, for sure. Um, so where do you find that most people that maybe you've worked with are in in this spectrum? <laughs> it's it's interesting what I what comes into my practice is what I call money and honey. Okay. <laughs> so the money is folks coming in for career support. It's not just financial abundance. I mean, we're all trying to be prosperous in our lives, I think it's fair to say. So the money is not just our our abundance, which it is that too, but it's how do we live on purpose? How do we use the gifts that we were born with to uh, be great and to make 
the world great, right? So that's the money. It's like when we're feeling out of alignment, when we're in a job that we don't feel like works for us, when we have this business plan that we can't get off the ground, when we have this passion project that we're trying to connect to, that's the money that people mm -hmm. come in for. And then honey is the sweetness, you know, the things that make our life um, enjoyable, the relationships, um, intimacy, connection, whether it's to another person or a connection to our spiritual source, that's that's the honey. So usually when folks come in to see me, they're working in one of those two areas and any of those elements can be at play there, right? So we do this, this process. I, I shared in the book, it's like a four-step process to figure out which element are you in? Mm. Because we're, we're actually all of the elements, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like, okay, I'm a water element person. And that means this, 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 and this, right? It's more like what phase is showing up for me? Mm -hmm. And what can I do to be in alignment with that particular phase until I'm in another phase? Because we know the only thing constant is change, mm. you know? And so this, this system is really a science of change, changing emotions, changing experiences, changing manifestations and how do we align with those currents and and feel that sense of flow yeah in our lives what resonated just there was when you said to figure out where you are and then embody that because mm -hmm. as you were talking about them I was like well I'm trying to get to to this part right mm -hmm. I want to be um is it um fire I want to radiate yeah, maybe I'm at this. I'm at the seed, and that's okay to be at the mm -hmm. seed, and to like really get introspective, like you said, and and then from there progress. I think I'm like a lot of people where I'm trying to get to the next level, the next level, yes. the next level, and that's mm -hmm. great. But enjoy, not enjoy, but really learn more about yourself where you are in that season, and really fully embrace that. Um, right. So I appreciate that you have um, like questions and whatnot to prompt um thoughts and, and, and things for yeah and it's it's I love what you said about you know embodying this moment because that's really where the heartache and the pain comes from it's when we're resisting what is yeah you know and and missing like the beauty of this particular moment even if it's not where we necessarily want to be yeah. you know I've definitely been in phases where I'm like yeah I want to be like extroverted and I want to like <laughs> go out and be the life of the party and it's not happening it's just right. not happening but there's something else for me mm -hmm. in that quiet there's something else for me in that um, that I call, it's like a pregnant pause, you know, it's mm. like that, that moment that's calling for me to be like, okay, listen to your own thoughts. That's like a water element kind of thing. It's like, there's an inner wisdom that is trying to emerge that you can't hear mm -hmm. if you're out doing the most. Yeah. Right. So that's like a very big water element lesson. Um, in the book, I talk about each of the elements has its own soul lessons that it teaches us. Mm. And one of them for the water element is just reconnect to the source, like yeah. go back to center, go back to uh, what you know and trust the divine timing. Yeah. Yeah trust the yeah. timing and that is really hard <laughs> for <laughs> sure for sure we all have our plans of how life is going to manifest for us like we think you know That's by right. a certain age especially in this culture by mm -hmm. this age I should be doing this or I would have accomplished this and it may not happen 
and we have to be okay with it not happening the way we saw it and I'm talking to myself right now Mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying right now I'm in the space where I'm really trying to stop fighting yes like stop fighting like accept what is like you said yes and to Mm -hmm. surrender and I um yeah, I never thought this would be me because I'm a very like, this is my plan. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it and that's that and move on to the next thing. But things have not been like that right in the past like few years, I guess since like pandemic, right? Yes, that you would know? do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm just like, no, it's okay. Like you have to be okay with the way things are and have confidence that what's for you really is for you. What's for you is for you. One of the exercises that I share in the book is called making a prayer board. Mm. And, you know, the the quote that comes along with that is like when we're asking for something or when we're envisioning something for our lives, it's like this or something better. Mm. Because, you know, I like to believe and I've seen in my own life that sometimes what the universe has for me is bigger and better than what I would have thought to ask for myself. Yes. And so surrendering to that stuck place where it feels like okay my plan isn't going as planned but then another door opens and I'm like huh I didn't even really think to ask for that yeah so the prayer board is you know I know many people are familiar with making a vision board Mm -hmm. and a vision board is very specific I want this vacation this house this car this kid whatever it is Mm -hmm. but the prayer board is more like well who do I want to be And what do I want to feel? And I'm open to many different ways of that showing up for me. So that interest is so funny that we're talking about the water element right now. But one of the introspections of the water element and in this prayer board process is like, well, what do I want to feel? If it's that I want to feel freedom, Mm -hmm. if I want to feel ease, if I want to feel nurtured, then that's what I'm going to ask for. And I'm going to be open to how that might show up for me. I thought it was going to come from this relationship. Yeah. But this ain't, it ain't going to come from this relationship. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and let that relationship go. That ain't it. Right. And keep my heart open to, and and keep my heart open, but also keep my, my eyes and my awareness open to something else that is, is seeking me Mm -hmm. as much as I'm seeking it. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to what you said. So the prayer board is you ask for this or something greater. Is that what you said? This or something better. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that so much. I really do. I, I I think it's a piece that I just didn't think to even mm-hmm. tap on to the prayer. It's like, no, God, I'm, I'm looking for this. Let's make this happen. <laughs> so yeah. And to your point, our vision is not full enough to see all the different possibilities. Yes. You know, yes. And I've had that experience, you know, in, you know, in my prayers for a particular partner or Mm -hmm. job. And I'll write down all the, like, I want them to be like this and this and this, Mm -hmm. and the universe will give me exactly that. And I'll be like, Oh, I forgot to ask for, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to say that. I need to be insane. So, <laughs> and so that this or something better just covers it because mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, you know my intention, you know my heart, you know my destiny. Yeah. And surrendering to that and saying, okay, this or something better. And then coming back to the elements and using like the tools to be at peace while I'm waiting for those things to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In alignment while I'm, you know, I put out this call. 
this or something better. It's been three months. It's been six months. All right, I'm starting to feel anxious. I'm starting to feel doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm going to do these practices to help me come back into alignment with with what is supposed to be for my life. So that actually brings me to the, the next question. So right now, and I'll just use myself, um, I'm in a season where I'm more comfortable surrendering. Mm-hmm. I have more confidence in surrendering, mm-hmm. um, confidence more so in God, because I felt like I had a, a time where I was just like, are you just not feeling me? Like, what have I done wrong? Like, why am I not your favorite? Like, I try my best to be good to the people around me. And, you know, like, right. so for when we feel like we're in a, a moment where things just aren't working out and we are having a hard time letting go of our plans, right? Mm-hmm. What can we do to get closer to being able to really release all of that does that make any sense yeah absolutely and I would say a thousand percent the number one healing modality that I use for for those kinds of things is is are the flower essences okay and so uh for folks who aren't familiar with flower essences because I do they are like the wellness industry's best kept secret I don't really hear people talking about them a lot let's let's get into it (laughs) oh my goodness these flower essences they're so unassuming but um you can find them pretty commercially available online and health food stores and each flower essence will have a particular truth that it awakens. Mm -hmm. So what we use flower essences for, there's three things. The first thing that we use flower essence for are limiting beliefs. So anything that is telling you it's not the right time, I needed this instead of that, my life should be going this way, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Any of those thoughts that are blocking our greatness, the flower essences help us to shift our perspective and change our, our thinking. Um, The next thing is emotional release. So when we have an emotion that's stuck, that is on repeat, that we're Mm -hmm. not moving through, you know, it's appropriate. Every emotion has its appropriate place. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, if you're in a dangerous situation, it's appropriate to be fearful. If Mm -hmm. you are at a funeral, it's appropriate to feel grief. Yeah. Um, Not so appropriate to be grieving at a party, right? Right. right. Not so appropriate, you know, so it's like, it, this this system is about what is the appropriate season, what is the appropriate emotion for my experience. And so the flower essences support us in releasing the angst and the heartache um, that comes when our life isn't unfolding as we think it should. And then the last piece that flower essences are helpful for is what I call soul evolution. So we have these things that we do, and I'll use myself as an example. (laughs) Um, I tend to be a people pleaser. I want everyone around me to be happy, to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And because of that, sometimes my boundaries aren't the best. Yeah. Sometimes I'll find myself saying yes to things that I should not be saying yes to. I should be saying no to. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I'll find myself doing the most. And so that, that people pleasing or that lack of boundaries shows up in different areas. It'll show up in my parenting and my relationships and my job. And so the flower essences help me to get underneath that and say, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the subconscious programs or the things that I've stuffed down in my body or the things I've learned from childhood that are really not in the service of the life I'm trying to live mm-hmm. so that I can bring more awareness to that that subconscious programming mm-hmm. and make new choices. 
And so to the example that you gave, there's some really beautiful flower essences. One of them is called um, Impatience. And that one, it's a flower that's named after because when it blossoms, it kind of spews out these like little pods, like it can't wait to get out there. Mm -hmm. And um, I use that flower essence in a few different formulas, one called Present Presence. And what it does is that it helps us to be in alignment with the timing. So mm -hmm. whether that's I'm waiting for my body to heal faster, you know, mm -hmm. I just had this surgery. This is my life. I just mm -hmm. had the surgery. I should be able to be up and going and back in yoga. Nope. Sit down. Yeah. Um, or if it's with a person, when we're like, well, why can't they get it? Why don't they understand this flower essence supports? Or if we're in a phase in our life, well, I, I thought this business would have been Mm -hmm. six figures by now and it's mm -hmm. not and it's still hard mm -hmm. and that flower essence um, comes in and it reminds us about the timing mm -hmm. and to to be still and that's just one example of how these these flower essences work they we take them internally um, we put them in a couple drops in a glass of water and they support us in making those those shifts when we feel like we can't talk ourselves out of how we're feeling mm -hmm then there, there are these allies and these medicines that can help us make those shifts very organically and authentically. Wow. So I was going to ask you, how do we take it? Like, do you smell it? But you said take it internally, a couple of drops, like mm -hmm. a little tongue or just like in a drink or? Either or. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes people confuse flower essences with essential oils, which are mm -hmm. the ones that have a scent. Flower mm -hmm. essences, you... Um, either put in a glass of water, you can put it in your water bottle because we're all supposed to be drinking lots of water all the yes. all the time, right? Yes. <laughs> so you can put a couple of drops in your water. Um, I leave my flower essences on my nightstand so I can take a couple of drops in the morning when I first wake up, go on about my day and then just, you know, be really present to these like really aha moments. I give the example of, um, I hope it's okay to talk about this, but sometimes, you know, if you're under the influence, let's just say. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm saying and doing all this stuff, but it's because I'm drunk or because I'm high or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's not you. Mm -hmm. But the flower essences are awakening a part of you that's a little bit dormant. Mm -hmm. So it actually feels more authentic. You'll hear yourself saying and doing something different and it'll just feel the sense of, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. You know, it feels so like- like you tap into your intuition a little bit more. Is you tap into your intuition. You can tap into, there's some flower essences that are really good for amplifying your voice. Mm. If you're a person that tends to not be taken seriously, or if you can't speak up for yourself, there are, I like to say for pretty much any soul hiccup we could think of, there's a flower essence for that. There's a flower essence for not asking for help when we need it. There's a flower essence for not taking a nap <laughs> when we need it because we feel like we have to be the superwoman. And so all of these, pro it's all, you know, this programming that we have yeah. that the flower essences help to uh, reprogram. So in the book, I outline the five elements and then I share the flower essences for each element oh, to beautiful. help us get unstuck. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Because I'm just like, okay, I need several flower essences in my life because I don't speak up. I don't trust myself. I'm impatient with myself and with the timing of my life. So yes, I need people one flower people. essence at a time. No double fisting <laughs> on the flower essences. Listen, all of them. Give me all of them. <laughs> when I worked with my, I used to do a women's leadership group and we would work with the flower essences. Um, 
throughout the program. And that was really, you know, where I got my grounding in this medicine, because what I learned was that, you know, we, you know, the women were coming to this group and we all had healing to do, mm-hmm. but really it wasn't about our healing. It wasn't about our trauma. It's about what will this healing allow us to step into? Like, mm-hmm. what's the end goal? What's the greatness that we're moving towards as opposed to what's the healing that needs yeah. to happen? And so we would work with the flower essences. And sometimes I said, I just need an IV of these flowers. <laughs> I'm like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Four drops under the tongue, please. <laughs> Put it in your water and um, watch what unfolds. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'm excited for this book. Um I just think there there's be so much like wisdom found in it. And, and I love practical things too. Like I, right. I like to read something and then what? So I love that right. you have the, and then what built right. into the book you teach and then you give us the next steps. So really excited. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the same way because I will watch a whole bunch of stuff and be like, okay, well, what, what do I do with that? Right. Right. And so <laughs> the book is very much like, you know, the first few chapters are like, okay, this is the foundation. This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Then there's a chapter that's a series of assessment questions so that you can know which element to go to. Mm-hmm. And then each element has, okay, this is the perspective. This is how it shows up. And now here are some flower essences here are some yoga poses. And then my absolute favorite thing, here are some playlists of music Ooh. that will help you vibe into this element. Because, you yes. know, I grew up on mixtapes. And yes. So, <laughs> and so I, for each element, I list, you know, 12 to 15 songs that will help you feel that that vibe of, oh, of what that element brings up. And that's my favorite thing. That's my absolute favorite thing about the book. Those playbooks. Oh, that's dope. It is um very like full and holistic approach. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so where can we find the book? The book you can find online at inourelementbook.com. And it's all the places you buy books. So it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I'm super excited today that, uh, I just found out that it is the number one new release for mental and spiritual healing. So I am doing all kinds of backflips and acting a fool over here. Um, So I'm very excited, but yeah, all the places that you can find books and you can also find me on um, IG and on Twitter at Lindsay Font. And I like to sometimes post some snippets from the book and some practices and, and ways to, like you said, make this stuff practical and make it, you know, relevant. Sometimes when we think about healing, we think about like, we have to go out into the mountains, be silent and meditate. (laughs) And we're not doing all of that. Like our healing and our greatness can happen in real time. Yes. In our real life um, with all the things that we're holding and managing. And it can be, we can bring some joy to it. We can bring some humor to it. It can be vibrant. doesn't have to be still and quiet. You know, it can be in full color, like I, I believe that we are, you know, we are full color people and our healing should be as well. Absolutely. Yes. So I'm going to put links to the book, links to um, Lindsay, um, the website, all of those good things will be down in the episode description. That way it's a quick, easy um, click for you to purchase the book, um, follow Lindsay and all of those good things. Thank you so much. This was Thank such a good you. conversation. I needed Thank this for so like much. my spirit. <laughs> Me too. We are reflections of one another. Thank you for having me here. Yes, no problem. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. 
For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.